No one can pass through life any more than he can pass through a bit of country without leaving tracks behind. And those tracks may often be helpful to those who come after him in finding their way. Robert Baden-Powell. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get done. Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this, at this point is the uh, Lightfoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Waysloth with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast maybe it's just me but that dragon brings out the green in your eyes As we're going down this trail and walking these people down, what are we seeing? As I mentioned, it's kind of like a canyon. It's probably about 30 yards across. Okay. Now that we know what we're looking for, do we see more of these duck blind guard posts or have we more or less hit the border perimeter? And now at this point, if we see anything, maybe either larger encampment. Roll perception for me to see if you see anything additional. No, because I'm trying to focus on prisons. I've only rolled a nine. Melak here. Hey, you're a good guard. Taking my breath, yes. This very much reminds me of Anton. Keep going. All right. Melak, Melak, need to use restroom. <sighs> who else is? Who else from my party is behind me right now? Right now, behind you, Phil and Fezzik are at the very rear of the group. I look at Phil, and, and I look, and then I look at Melak, and I look, and basically, you know, I point as in. If something happens, Melok, Melok rock, rock meet Melok. Melok doesn't survive rock. Phil holds up a rock and motions like he will rain it down if necessary. So Melok wanders over into the rocks for privacy. He rolled an intelligence uh, of four. So he's focused exclusively on, on taking care of you know, the call of Jord. He comes back. Yeah, thank you. Wise decision, Melok. Okay, All right, let's keep moving. And you're going down the trail. So about maybe 300 yards down the path, Findoa raises his hand and says, must go stop guards from blocking path. Must fly up. Okay. And he kind of points up to where you can kind of see a hidey hole. I I look at Phil and I point to where uh, Findola just points. Can Phil see it? Let's see if Phil sees it. Um, Phil, you know, Phil holds up his rock. Okay. You're not sure whether that's indicating he saw it or whether just he knows he's ready to throw. That's good enough for me. How, how high is this, um, ledge, this, uh, hidey hole? The hidey hole, this one's probably about 200 feet up. Roll perception real quick, I guess. Incoming 10. Okay. So with a 10, you would see that this, it's going to narrow up, up ahead. So this would probably be a good place for them to have a post to, if they wanted to block the pass when it narrowed down further ahead. Findoa looks at you all and okay to go. Okay to go. So you see him flap his wings. He flies up the cliff, disappears over the edge. You see you know, what looks like a white flag come up. About a minute later, Findoa comes back down. Path cleared, no drop rocks. Thank you. Let's, now let's let's go meet let's go meet Valnock. Yeah, Valnock likes you. <laughs> so far, I, so far, I like Valnock. Let's proceed on. You go another two hundred yards down, mm -hmm. and as you're passing, you do see more hidey holes. You see what looks like a pile of rocks that could be pushed 
off of the cliffs down in to kind of fill it in and probably hurt people trying to pass through weren't expected guests. As you're kind of getting further and further down, you do see groups of kobolds. These, you know, they're kind of hiding in some some uh, shadowed corners of the canyon. And it appears that you're kind of heading into the, like an encampment. And the, you know, the deeper you go, you know, you're realizing, okay, this canyon's going to you know end at what looks like a, a, a giant mouth to a cave that would go underneath the ground. Um, but that the path also continues on past it. Okay. Well, our goal is to go continue on the path that memory serves the right folks, correct? I'm getting, I'm getting yeses. All right. So um, I'm going to assume then if, if it's, you know, can they, t- can they or will they tell me if this encampment is the end of their setup or are you guarding the other end of the path? So, you know, who are you asking that to? Well, let me figure who I'm persuading. I mean, I can... Yeah, you have Findo or Derek, Melk, Kronk. <laughs> and they're trying to get you to non-do, which Ch- you know the orc is with Cherik. I'm more likely to get the answers I want to get out of one of our wounded, com- one of our wounded prisoners. So with a, uh, let's make a persuasion roll, 17. Is for that matter, does he know enough? But go on. Let's see what he's going. Seventeen. Okay, so one of the injured ones, and Melok's the one you're talking with. He seems to be a little bit more chatty than the others. What is your question? I'm saying, well, is this is this the rest of your setup, or are you are you further are are you guarding at the other the further end of the trail? How much more how much more of your group are we gonna have to pass through to get to where we need to go to get to go see Valnok or anybody else? Valnok in cave. Valnok in cave. Um, yeah, th- this is not our whole group, but yeah, tribe pushed out of home. Which explain why you're here in the valley. <sighs> tribe displaced by by spirit man. Spirit man. Spirit man, yes, the the the, the yeah, he took over our 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 grove. What does he look like? Describe him to us. Everything that you you know, hear points you to the fact that this is probably an a- Asimov. Asimov. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Sandor and um, Corin roll perception to see if you're overhearing this conversation, or if you're clo- if you're standing within a few feet, you can choose to be there. That's a nat twenty twenty six. So okay, so you're hearing this. Everything you hear Melloc describe sounds exactly like you remember Talgon to look like. So my ears perk up and start twitching. Okay. Melloc, co- he kicked kobolds out of home. Your friend, the orc, it would, would, would help. How did he kick you out of your home? Made deal with Valnox. And where is the orc? Orc is with, you know, Cherik. We would like to see the orc. Don't know if that's possible. Haven't seen uh, in, in more than a day. All right, let's go see your dragon first. Dragon not here. Nandu is here. Nandu, speak for dragon. There's one of these tough ones is that, you know, I, I really, I'm really not motivated to see Valnok. I would like to get through the valley and find out where the orc is. But also, it sounds like that Nandu is the only way we're going to find out where the orc is. And Nandu's in a cave. I'm just, I'm worried about being bottlenecked or trapped by a group of people who may suddenly go, hey, we outnumber them. Fezzik offers to round up all of the kobolds, have them sit on their hands while uh, you, you all investigate and it has Phil hold rocks up really high and kind of points for them to all <laughs> bunch up. Okay. He and um, Phil will uh, you know, stand guard with the group out here. That's what we call a DM hint. Findoa is okay. We yeah, we have encampment. They having lunch. I guess we're going in the cave. Anybody else want to stay out with the... I'm going to walk really, really close to the cobalt with wings. Like, I, my shoulder is going to be even with his as we're walking. Okay. So as you enter the cave, it starts off with a kind of a huge cavernous mouth, but then starts to very quickly narrow down. The ceilings are probably only about... 12 feet high in some places. Of course, it gets a little bit higher in some places as, you know, fissures kind of open up uh, overhead. Do you, all of you have dark vision? Yes. Uh, actually, as a bear, I don't think I do. 
Oh no, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I could track them by scent. I'm used to being blind anyway. You're just going to follow by scent? I'm going to follow by scent for the time being. Okay. So I assume you'll probably be to the back then, <laughs> rather than the front. Uh, well, no, because the scent that I got the closest track on was the winged one. So. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're tracking on uh, Vindoa. Yeah. So I have advantage on smell perception checks. So, yeah. I mean, I'll just, I'll don't worry about the torch for me. If you guys have dark vision, I'll be fine. Um, like I said, I'm used to being blind, so this is no different than normal everyday life for me. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure Corrin would have noticed. Yeah, I can light. I can light a torch. I don't have a torch. I hand him a torch. Well, he does make one wonder if this is a cave where a dragon's supposed to be, or where a dragon may visit. This is not exactly what I call the front entrance, is it? No, it is not. So, you know, Findoa indicates that this is the this is the cobalt entrance so that they can come out and occasionally they need to guard the gateway to the gods. And they they can monitor who's coming and going. But you know, normally there's you know, you get the sense there's not normally an encampment outside the mouth of the cave. Well, the, I get the sense that that kobolds normally aren't in this neck of the woods, period, but I certainly don't recall them from being so close to my property, but we move on. Yes, yeah, you don't remember them being on the surface. But actually, somebody roll perception real quick. Right. Perception, 26. Okay, with your 26, yeah, you probably just doing a quick head count would guess there's about 100 common kobolds up there, as well as a handful of each of the different types, the winged, as well as, you know, some of the, you know, the more warrior. Well, which, and that theory supports this story about the whole, the whole clan, a family, you know, being displaced so we're, we're dealing with a refugee situation all right findo says i must go forward and 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 warn them nandu is guarded he kind of looks over to you thandor you know does, does he have your permission to, to to walk ahead you may go okay i guess roll perception if you want to see if you can hear what he's doing because he does get you know he goes out of the the line of sight Nat 20 so 27 so, you know, what, you know, since you don't speak the language, what you hear is mostly the sound of what sounds like somebody begging somebody else to listen to them. You know, it's kind of got that sing-songy, come on. I'm in a bind, help me out, do me a favor. Um, so a after about a minute or two, Findoa signals that you can come forward, um, but then he looks at Corin. They're too big. They're too big to go through hall. They're our friend. Oh, okay. Corin will release his wild shape. I'm see, I'm definitely afraid that that was a you know, that 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 was not the smart thing to do, but we're gonna find out in a moment. Well, oh no, no, no. It's okay. I got another trick up my sleeve. I trust you. Let's do it. All right. So before before we advance, Dave, I want to reach down and use the tremor sense to feel anything within 30 feet of us. Uh I want to sense the movement. Like, where are, they, are there, like, a number of kobolds gathering near the entrance to the cave? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess roll perception with that. <laughs> See how how that does. Because, yeah, it's, it's a lot of rock. Nat 20, 26. Ooh, there we go. Okay, yeah. So, Nat 20, yeah, the Nat 20 tells you there is only one kobold forward. Yeah, but, you know, you're deep enough that, you're, that you, know, you don't feel anything behind you at all. But ahead of you in the next chamber, whoever is there is pacing back and forth as if waiting for you all. So I stand up and just like, there's only one ahead of us and he's pacing irritated. Hmm. Well, he's irritated because he's impatient or he's irritated because, because he's receiving bad news. In either case, he's about to get even more bad news if he doesn't cooperate with us. We just want to find York. Well, let's go talk. Let's go talk. Findoa gestures you forward. Follow me. And he, you know, kind of ducks down under some rock. Most of you are, I believe, fairly short. So you don't have to duck down. Human-sized folks would. Once he gets through the door, kind of stands to the side, points with his, his right hand at, uh, I present Nandu. And, you know, Nandu the Great. And, you know, Nandu, you know, he stops pacing and turns and, uh, come in, come in. How tall is the cave that we're in, or the section of the cave that we're in now? So, you know, once you went through the, you know, the kind of passage that you just 
duct down through. It opens up to, it's about 10 foot high ceiling in here. There's some stalactites and stalagmites, but this room does appear to be kind of like a, there's arcana type stuff in the area. So like different spell components and you know, you see an orb kind of sitting over on a shelf. If you had to guess, this this appears to be kind of some sort of leader's study area, and that you know probably this this particular leader is some sort of magic user. So I'm going to take this opportunity to lean against the entrance to the to the cave and that we're in. Uh, essentially, we're in the end of the cave, right? There's no like continued exit out the other side, right? Um, there is another door that if you walk to the far end of the room, you'd see that, you know, it opens up. And in fact, there's pathways that, you know, would go in three different directions off of that room. But, you know, this is kind of the main destination room from where you just entered. And we know that the main settlement is behind us, back out in the main cavern. The Yes, the group that you know about is back that way. Yes. Emphasis on the words, know about. Know about, yeah. All right, well, I'm not too worried about them because Phil and Fezzik are there. So if there's going to be trouble, we're going to hear about it. So I'm going to go to where I felt the other doorway and just kind of lean up against the doorway and just listen to the hall. Just listen to anything moving down the hall towards us. Okay, so you went to the far end and you're you're doing that? <laughs> yeah, I'm just leaning up against the door, both hands up against the wall so I can just listen to the vibrations. Roll, roll perception just to see how well you do with that. <laughs> uh, 17. Okay. Yep. So yeah, you feel like you've got a you know a good position that you would hear anything coming. But does he hear anything coming? Yes. We'll we'll find out in a minute. Greetings, friend. My name is Thandor, servant of Jord. I understand that you have been displaced from your home. We are in search of those that are displacing many from the woods. I am Nandu. I am the representative of Valonox. Nandu. 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 I am Tornado. And I reach it. I extend my hand. You know, he he dies back a little bit, but but the, then eventually, you know, kind of leans forward and takes it and shakes it. This is a sign of friendship. We mean you no harm. Good. I you know, hate to ask, but uh, you and your friends are going to hurt us. It's not our intention to hurt you. Our intention is to continue through the valley to complete our task at hand. Normally, this valley has been unguarded and those who believe and follow, you know, the, uh, understand that the face of Jordan is a place for all people of faith to be able to pass through to attend to their needs. So seeing you here is a bit of surprise. We usually live deeper, but we have been removed from our home. So we're being told. Valanox made deal with the the glowy one. Glowy one. Okay. Is the glowy one the one who displaced you then? No, Valanox told us get out. So Valanox displaced you. Yes, Valanox is made deal with the glowy one. And yet you follow Valanox. Valanox is, is is the dragon we follow, yes. What is the deal? I do not know. I was told bring tribe to entrance and not to return until told we could return. Where Where is your home? Deep, and he points past uh, Corrin. One of the tunnels behind us, all right. Can you draw me a map? I can do you one better. I can give you map. We do live here, you know. Do you wish to return to your home? We will return when Valnok says we can return. Where is Valnok now? Valnok apparently went to some conclave. Okay. When will? Where is the orc? The orc. York is our friend and colleague, and we were hoping to rescue him, return him back home. The orc go down in after glowy one. We weren't aware that he was following your following the glowy one down below. Yes, he and Cherik went down to see what they could salvage. Salvage? Salvage of what? Cher Cherik and the orc both seemed very, very concerned that the glowy one was down there by himself with the temple. Temple? Temple of the rock trees. Hmm. How many more of the rock trees? The rock trees are the grove of the kobolds that follow Valnox. 
Do I have I heard anything of this in my travels or? Uh, roll a history check. Sixteen. Sixteen. With your sixteen, yes, you would know that the Temple of, of the Rocks or the Rock Grove um, went missing, you know, several hundred years ago. Um, it's one of the lost groves, and now that you're connecting this bit, it might make sense that the reason it's not been able to be found is that the petrified rock trees that had been turned into rocks had been taken down below. That would explain a lot. Um, this sounds like a place we need to go check out, guys. May we, may we pass? Only if you are wanting to incur the wrath of Valinox. I would like to give a gift to you and Valinox so that we may pass. What do you have that Nandu would want? I pull out a, I pull out a very shiny javelin, normal javelin. Weapon, good gift. Make, make Cobalt strong. This is a sign of our friendship. Friendship? With Cobalt? It is a sign of trust. You're in the, you're in George's arms now. Anybody who stays in her area, I must protect. Excellent. Um, yeah, I have no gift for you. But all stuff back at house. Your gift is a safe passage in the map you shall give us. I'll lend it to you. That will be fine. I need back. Can I send Bindoa with you as well as you other representatives? Yes, but is there a way for the rest of our party to come? Um, who, who are the rest of your party? Our friends that are still topside. Um, I guess if they can fit down here. We understand. Is there another way in? There is Valinox's entrance on far side of mountains. Do we really want to send the hill giant in through Valinox's personal front door? It does make a statement, but yeah. Will you treat our friend Phil? with respect and feed him while we are gone. Uh, your friend Phil um, is, is uh, I get that he is different than you. He's a child of Jord. He is like all of us. He sounds bigger though. He is very big. Um, he would not be the one that the sorcerer seeks. The giant um, sorcerer. What sorcerer? Um, the, the one that has been capturing hill giants in service of you know, his masters. Hmm. How many hill giants have you seen him capture? Only one. The other one got away. Oh, really? Was this one a female? Yes, you know where she is? No, but ours is a male and seems to have been familiar with the sorcerer. I'm wondering if it was a couple and he captured half. That, that, yes, that is our understanding from our talks with the hill giants. All right. So then we would like to leave our hill giant friend with you. We will run our errand real quick and be back as soon as possible. Um, we ask that you just hide him. How do you hide a giant? You would be surprised how easy it is, and he will help you. One as great and powerful as the great Nando of the mountains should be able to find a way to hide someone as simple and easygoing as Phil the hill giant. For the record, I love that we named the hill giant Phil. I'm just saying. You you protect yeah. you you protect our friend. We will protect your friend with us. You can stay in camp and help guard. I think you would. I think we'd agree to do that. Uh, are, are the wounded are the are the people whom we've uh, well, for lack of a better term, kind of uh, <laughs> steamrolled over and kind of crushed in little pieces? Are they still with us? Melanoc and Kronk? Yes. Um, no, they're up. They're up top. Okay, because one of the things one of the things we will do to show our good faith is I will heal them. No, um, back up and heal them and get Fezzik. Actually, George, let me use my heals because once we get into the fight, my heals will be worthless. Okay then. 
But I figured it's a sign of good faith that we show that we heal them, that, you know, that we're yeah. extending the trust that. I'll go and burn that way they turn on, they, yeah, they turn on us, it means we get even more vicious because they have betrayed our trust. So I'll go ahead and burn two healing words, one on each. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't have a lot of hit points. Yeah. Well, then it should heal for They quickly. only had one left. <laughs> oh. Um, each. We're doing a solid deck. Yes. <laughs> so then they both get eight hit points back. Oh, wow. That's much more than they needed. They're walking around like this now. Must go. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I am now. All. I am now officially out of the healing game completely. <laughs> okay. Well, at least till after the next long rest. It's up. All right. Got uh, it. So yeah, Fez, Fezzik follows you back down. Yeah. You know, um. Any conversations you guys want to have with uh, Nandu before everyone else comes back down? What should we expect to find down there? Uh, yeah, you'll find abandoned homes, and uh, you will find yeah some that were too stubborn to leave. How do we persuade oh, them? How do we persuade them not to attack us? They they will hide from you or run. Can we help them out in any way? Do they need food? They will need food if they are still down there. Do you have food we can give them or supplies? You know, he, he rolls out his map and kind of shows you kind of down the path that there's a storage room that has like mushrooms and a few other, um, you know, durable supplies that, uh, you know, um, you know, could be used to feed them. Uh, okay. We will ensure they are fed and they're healthy. Thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nandu has been very concerned that we have been out, kicked out of home for several days now. And we were told not to return until, you know, Valinok sent, sent word. Where is Valinok? Do you know where Valinok went besides just the Conclave? He went to the Dragon Conclave in the south. That is all I know. Okay. Is there a way you can reach him? Did like text messaging <laughs> smoke signals yeah. well, did he do you leave a forwarding number with the answering service yeah you yeah. have a sending spell he has an orb sitting in the room i don't know yeah he is divine he will know when it is time yeah he, he always comes when 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 needed okay you've been most kind and a true friend uh, you, you can see this clearly makes him uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, friend? Someone that we can trust. I only hope that we are not, you know, going against Valinox. You're protecting your people and ensuring their safety. Valinox will be proud of you. Indeed. Go quickly and 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 help help Cherik. Help and help your friend. That actually the the, the you know Melloc and Croc now that they've been healed have uh, volunteered to be in your uh, your group uh, along with Fendoa. Melloc says, "Yeah, I will be with you to the end." Okay, that will not be, that will not be today. Melloc Melloc thinks so too. Yeah, Melloc feel great. No end comes at any given moment in the near future, but we appreciate the offer. And thinking again very much like Anton. There we go. Melloc, uh, you know, show your way down. You know, you hold map, but uh, Melloc know, know some. Okay. You know, as I mentioned, there's kind of a hall that you go straight ahead. There's one that, you know, goes a little bit to the right little one that's yeah not quite fully to the left it kind of diagonally goes off you kind of right sort of left like you, yeah, yeah got it. And right. it you know this one seems to get deeper and deeper definitely mostly constructed for smaller folk um in this area so uh yeah you know even there's places where Melloc you know and Kronk have to duck down 
and uh, yeah, move around. They've got you know, stalactite and you know, Melloc at one point, watch head. Conveniently, we are a party of Napoleons. Hey, hey, at five foot seven, he was he was average above average height for people of his time. All right, listen, sorry. Dude, there is no one in our party that's taller than like three and a half feet tall. I'm a robust four foot tall, thank you very much. Right, but yeah. Toward... <laughs> All right, maybe turn it. Nonetheless, in. yeah, we, we. Wait, I'm four four, so I'm the height of the party. <laughs> yes, you're the tallest. So yeah, you're having to do the most ducking. <laughs> I mean, outside of me in bear form, I'm tiny. <laughs> That's right. Thandor is our, is, is our giant. That's why we call you Thunder Big Guy. So, yeah, after about an hour of, you know, kind of winding downward, and there's been, you know, passages that lead off to the side. Um, you know, you've heard yeah, at one point what sounded like, you know, kind of an underground river off to one direction, um, but he's continuing to take you deeper. And, you know, eventually it opens up into, you know, a fairly decent sized cavern, you know, so much that your uh, dark vision can't see all the way into it. You can only, you know, you see about your 60 feet out. And uh, Melloc, you know, you know, now in Cobalt home. Yeah. I'll make a perception roll. Get a uh, 18. Do we, do we get a better sense? You know, I, I, I realize you just told what the limit depth is, but sometimes you can get a sense if you're saying this is Cobalt Home. Do we get a sense that this is no longer, you know, is the room been blown out? Is it bigger? Are we starting to, do we see homes or settlements? Do we see the things that suggest that this is where people actually have lived or that he's just saying this is home because we've crossed the magic line? Yeah, no. So we, what you can see in front of you is pitch black beyond where your dark vision can see. But you do see that there, you know, kind of seems to be off to your right, kind of like a little guard post area that normally would have been manned. Yeah, there appears to be kind of, you know, a little further on. It does look like the, the beginnings of like areas that people would have defined as maybe homes or shops. Based on when you heard his voice, it echoed back and, you know, seemed to more echo from above been ahead of you as if there were solid objects, you know, almost, you know, streets of homes and things yeah, that you would need to make your way through. Okay. Just that it's somewhat reassuring that it isn't just some kind of setup. So the, yeah, the echo, yeah, that's the only sound you hear other than maybe your own breathing. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's very quiet down here. How does it smell? Um, yeah, roll me a perception. 13. With the 13, one of the things you do smell is it smells like rotting food, um, partially just because you, you would think that they, they were asked to get out quickly. How much different is that from normal cobalt cuisine, but okay. They're cobalts, but they're not, uh, yeah, they're humanoids. Yeah, they have some, <laughs> you know, some uh, culture to them, at least cobalt culture. Okay. You know, Melloc, you know, temple far side of cavern. Can you lead us? Yes. But something not right. Let's figure out. What do you think? Perception roll. 19. Uh, and also, what I've got some of the danger sense thing here, but let's start with that. Uh, anybody else roll? or? Uh, yeah, I got an 18. Okay, so both. I got a 25. Okay, wow. All right. So, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that you'll probably remember is back at, you know, the underground temple of, of Batula, there was the smell of rotting death you know, down in those caves, there's just ever so slightly a hint of that hidden under the smell of the rotting food, as if, you know, the, the rot that was affecting that temple has come here. And of course, Stanton, you wouldn't remember that because you weren't with them, but <laughs> other... No, but I can, I can, you know, I can, I can surmise that something's not quite right based upon how they're reacting. That smell familiar to you, Thandor? It does. It smells like the same smell that we smelled at the Temple of Petula. And what happened at the Temple of Petula? We met Talgon. He said he was trying to pray to Petula and reinforce her strength. However, I'm beginning to hesitate on that thought. I mean, after all, how good can a guy be when he gives a blind kid a boomerang? I mean. Agreed. All right. 
Melak kind of looks, you know, to each of you. How do you want to proceed? Go straight to temple? Or um, shall we use caution? Do your friends need food? Do your friends need food that we can put in a central area? Uh, We could put the food in town square, center of cave, cavern. I would suggest let's feed them. And if we need aid, they may come to our aid. Well, have we, have we, or he seen any of his people? Um, he has not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess roll perception to see if you, you know, spot anyone or signs that anybody's been here recently. 18, 12. Okay, so um, Stanton, you're 18. You get the sense that, you know, you know, nothing looks like it's been disturbed recently, you know, because it is so quiet here mm-hmm. that there's very little chance that, uh, you know, if, if somebody is here, that they're going to make themselves known. You know, anybody who's still here is probably hiding. Can I feel that anybody moving around us? Like any movement around? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and give it a sense. Uh, 17. 17 with the 17 not within the vicinity you're in you're pretty sure this particular block or area is you know kind of empty and devoid of kobolds there's nobody near us guys well one last swipe before we actually start moving along i want to i want to as an action before we move further i want to take i want to do primeval awareness that allows me to sense with any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead are present within one mile of you or within six miles of your favorite terrain. Oh, I, uh, caves are not my favorite terrain, but one mile I think would be sufficient to allow me to see if any, if we're running into anything along those lines, especially since dragons was one of those items in there. Yep. So, yeah, with, the, with that, yes, within one mile, you do feel that there is a celestial. Okay. Um, you know, somewhere down here, you know, and not not close by, but uh, definitely within that radius. Oh, Asimar's part celestial. Well, all right, let's go to the temple, or let's go drop the food off. I assume if we go to Town Square, we'd still have a way to get from Town Square to the Temple, right? Malak. Malak, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Then... Malak, show you where food stores are. I, I like Thunder's idea. Let's take care of them. Yeah, so yeah, Melloc yeah, does kind of hesitate for a second. Yeah, look map. Do you have the map? Thunder, ha- Thunder has the map. We remember. Oh, I, th- I thought you were just going to guide us there. Okay, uh, fine. Pull you up do not know where your own food <laughs> supplies no, are. You have, you have Melloc, yeah, yeah, which room? Um, Nandu is very uh, um, protective of stores. Um, let us just say Melloc sometimes get hungry and they. Not trust Melak with location of food stores. When this is over, you will let Nandu know that he needs to move the food stores. He will know. <laughs> so we will. I will show him the map. Yeah. Ah, I see. <laughs> yes, good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow me. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Belloc, yeah, you begin to hear him kind of, yeah, he's not quite mumbling, not quite humming under his breath, um, and it sounds like a, 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 almost a sing-songy thing that he's doing. Would, would the word giddy come to mind? Not giddy. I would think it's just nervous energy and that he okay. to soothe himself. <laughs> and, and he right. kind of moves along. He stops at each corner and kind of listens. And, you know, in this case, at the first corner that you stop at, and he's someone down there and points, you know, to, to a, a building kind of at the end of a, an alley. You know, All right. With a 24 perception, do we get any idea what with a tw- what that building might be or what, the, what you know, for based on what he's giving us? Yeah. So it looks like it, it's a house. Okay. You know, that there, there does appear to be a slight glow coming from within, you know, probably further back in the building. Okay. And, the, you know, the light from it, you know, it was obscured because it's pointed sure. down a little bit. It, it's very dim. And still very quiet. Um, still very quiet, yep. You know, Melak looks to you all, you know, like, what's next? 
Well, if we if we go investigate a house, how much is that out of the way that going to town square or going to the temple? It's down an alley, 200 feet tops. I mean, we weren't planning investigating a cave. We were planning to just go right for the valley. I mean, we've already made detours. Let's just keep detouring. <laughs> Yeah, let's go investigate real quick. I'd rather just, I mean... Yeah, let's just assume it's bad, but don't... Yeah, well, we we assume it is. We don't entirely know what he did. We should probably, as soon as we get Marcus, I would almost say we should go back and see what he did. All right, well, then let's... Have we hit, all right, have we hit the storeroom? Um, you have not hit the storeroom yet, so you're standing kind of at this corner. You can move to the left. The alleyway is in front of you with his... This low glow of it's that reddish glow that you would get from fire. How about all right? How, why don't we send? Why don't we send two of the kobolds to the storeroom while we investigate the house? Kronk shakes his head, and Findoa also is. Yeah, we we good. Yes. Do not do not eat all the food, please. Bring some back. Melak, <laughs> Melak, make sure they not eat. Mel, Melak, think this is great idea. All right. You guys go take care of the storerooms. We're going to go check out the house and make sure everyone's okay in there. And then we'll make our way to the temple. All right. Okay, let's roll. Are you really going to roll? I, I, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll stealth roll. Ooh. 24. 24? Pretty, okay, yeah, you're pretty stealthy. Pretty stealthy. And how about the rest of you? Are you going to roll? <laughs> Uh, it don't matter. Yes, and I got a disadvantage yeah. at this. You, you still outrolled me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's a seven. Yeah. And now you're showing off. <laughs> nope. I got a. I got a. I got a two. Yep. So right. clang, clang, clang. <laughs> now, as, as you approach, you hear a female voice from inside say something in Draconic <laughs> that you don't understand. Um, it's most like it's where we miss Fezzik, but we go on. Oh, Fezzik's with us. But yeah, Fezzik is with you, yes. Well, then Fezzik's the Shriconic, at least it's my yeah, understanding. So, yeah, yeah, so Fezzik, Fezzik says to you, uh, she's asking who who's out there. It is me, Thandor. <laughs> well, Fezzik, okay. you know, says in Draconic back, it, it, it is Thandor. <laughs> uh, the, the female voice, I do not know Thandor, is what she ends up translating back to you all. Come out and meet, meet me. We are friends. You eventually see, you know, what at first is kind of a sh almost a shadowy figure of a kobold step into the doorway. Um, as your vision adjusts to that person, you see that it is a, you know, a, a, a kobold woman, um, and uh, she, she is. Uh, is it safe to come out? In Draconic, and you know, as it translates, it is. And you know, after a moment. You know, Everybody figures out that they, you know, she also does speak common. So she switches to common. Is it safe? It is safe for now. We're here to make sure it stays safe. Why wouldn't it be? It does not feel safe with Valanox, uh, you know, not here. Uh, and, you know, suddenly you, you know, um, I guess roll perception real quick. Again, here we go. Big numbers, big numbers. Yes. We promise not to bite. 24, 25, 21. Okay, yeah, with those rolls, yeah, you notice that there's six six smaller kobolds that are kind of, you know, trying to trying to stealthily peek out from the doorway. Oh, I can, I can understand why she didn't leave then. Yeah, the glowy one is not here anymore. Which one? We're here trying to address the glowy one. He, he cleared the city. What do you mean he cleared the city? He kicked everyone out, told Valanox to get us out. All left, could not leave. You kind of see, you know, she's still standing in the doorway that she's kind of trying to push the small ones back. Cobalt Den Leader, we're here to take care of that. You have magic? I'm a sort. Enough to try and make a difference. Hey, Dave, I want to look at the Amulet of Jord. Okay. Is it doing anything? Yeah, I guess roll, you know, I guess you know, either Perception or Arcana. Perception's going to be better. Well, that's a 10. You don't get a sense of what it is. It just, it feels different. I'm Marda. If you have magic, can you help? Oh, we can, we can try. Bardock's sick. 
she kind of gestures you in. Yeah, she looks to you, Stanton. Yeah, are you the Well, there, there, there are two ways I can try and I can I can try and do this. I mean, I you know I with a with a medicine of was it seven medicine of seven and a medical kit. I mean, in theory, I could work with that and, and use that to uh, solve a problem. Or if it's like you know wounds, you know I could I could either cure what wounds or lesser restoration. What let me. Let me roll medical to see if I can get a sense diagnose. 15. Okay, so with a 15, you know, she leads you into a room where there, there there's a cobalt male laying in a bed. Okay. He appears to be very, very sickly. And she says he has not been right since the celestial one came okay. and took control of the temple. He yeah, he was an acolyte All right. at the temple. He's he, he's not well. Can you help? We're gonna do, we will do what we can. I look at the other two and say, when you were at the Temple of Petula, did you, does any, did anybody, anybody there look like he looks there? I guess roll for, yeah, roll, roll, um, you know, a history check if, yeah, if you don't remember any of the details of some of the bodies. Do these samples look familiar to you? I rolled a 20, but if I remember correct, if I remember correctly, I mean, most of the bodies were decayed and partially consumed by the trees and stuff around them. You know, Timon and his mother, you, you know, don't see any kind of bruising like he was hurt or attacked by anything. Um, um, but yeah, what the sense, yeah, the sense that, you know, Corin, you would get, you know, is that, you know, if you went over and you know, I assume you're going to go over and touch him, that, you know, you get a very similar feeling to that, you know, what you got off of, um, you know, the extra decay of the bodies as well as, you know, I, you know the, the, the true guardian of the temple. I think you guys found a little deeper back in. You you sense that same, yeah, that same sense of rot. All right. I'm, let me just start the traditional way with, with rolling medicine and using a medical kit, see if I can help from there. And if that doesn't work, then we'll try and go to, we'll go to the spell. So big numbers, big numbers. Dirty 20. Um, with your dirty 20. Um, so yeah, so yeah, t t you know, you, you do seem to be having effect. Tell us what exactly it is that you, you know, have done with this kit and, uh, and you know, how, how you're applying it. Uh, well, again, since I don't know all the particulars, what I have in the temple tool, all I can really do is kind of treat the symptoms and make them as comfortable as possible. So in this case, you know, examining, examining the patient, I assume in this case, I'm getting, you know, I, from what you've described is that he was, I guess, warm, uncomfortable, uh, no signs of bruising, but probably clearly in some form of pain, everything else like this. Uh, I don't see any open sores, open lesions, but clearly, you know, some kind of distress. I used the medical kit to break the fever, make him more comfortable, try and get a sense if he is more stable than he was before. And I would assume that was a 20. I've I had some kind of success, but not necessarily from what you're telling me, the kind of success I need to determine if he's going to rally and recover, or do I need to continue expending effort? Um, you, you do think that the efforts you're making are worthwhile. You know, you do see okay. you know, some of the color almost immediately return. You know, uh, Good. All right. Um, you know, he, All right. Because he, he's a cobalt, so he probably, you know, wouldn't be sweating. You know, I, I don't think they're mammals. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but you know he, you know he definitely, wow. you know, it, it seems to improve in how he looks. Um, you know, and while he doesn't pop out of All bed right. like you know Tiny Tim, <laughs> Christmas Carol, you know, you do hear him mumble no, under his breath. Right. You know, yeah, you know, not you know, he is not one of the path. He is the betrayer. All right, and I should have translating. This is going yep. on. Yeah, Fezzik, Fezzik, yeah, tells you that. I asked Fezzik to ask him, where does it hurt? So he's not conscious, so to speak. It's just he's kind of talking in his sleep or, you know, okay. like a fever dream. All right, well, okay. Um, does Lester Restoration do that anything for me? Hold on. Here. George, that's the same thing I was thinking. Yeah. Thinking one here. of these. But I'm, th I'm thinking, you know, with Lester Restoration, it may be, it might give me enough information. To... Do you want to burn it or do you want to save it for me? No, let me go ahead and burn it. I mean, it's, you know, that's the whole point of me being the, uh, the truckster here. All right. I've, 
I'm gonna burn a burn a lesser restoration. Okay, you know, rem, you remind me of the particulars of you know lesser restoration. All right, uh, lesser restoration. You touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. Condition can be blinded, deaf, and paralyzed, or poison. It is instantaneous, and I cast by touching him. Okay. So yeah, you know that in this case definitely would you know uh, you know kind of bring him out of the little you know dreamlike state that he's in, and you know his body seems to rest and relax a little bit, and you think that it had the effect, but you're probably going to need to wait a little bit you know, for him to have kind of sleep off. Well, I think at this point, if we're, if we're, one of the things we can do while we're waiting then and resting is basically, I can, you know. Let's let's do a whole triage then. I'm gonna eyeball the rest of the family. You know, do, you know, he was an acolyte, but could anything else may have spilled over? Or how are the other kids? How is mom? Yeah. So you know, I guess you go back out to the main room. I assume. Yep. And you know, the the, the the mother has you know kind of put the kids at a table with little bowls of what appears to be soup. Okay. Um, she you know ladles a bowl and offers it to you, and you know she says in common now. Yeah, how is he? Uh, he's he seems to be feeling much better. I mean, he is uh, he's he's trying to rest comfortably, but I mean, whatever yeah, whatever fever or discomfort he has, it seems is broken. He was mumbling something I didn't quite understand, but uh, he seems to be resting resting now. And I'm going to stay. We'll stay here a little longer to see how he's doing and if he'll wake up. Oh, that is such a relief. Um, you know, and she then turns to Thandor and um, Corin, uh, offering you bowls of soup as well. Right. Uh, with a perception of 22, what else am I seeing as I'm looking around here? So what, you know, what you're seeing here is fairly Spartan home. I mean, yeah, they're definitely not fine things. Kitchen metal spoons are kind of old and beat up. Um, uh, yeah, most of the things actually are probably not metal, but wooden. Um, but, you know, it, all in all, it seems like a fairly stable place to, to live. All right, I, I, but I'm not seeing obvious signs of either spreading contagion, filth, disease. You know, I mean, it looks like this is this is a mom trying to basically take care of six kids as best she can. Yeah, while, while her husband, you know, was, you know, uh, you know, taken ill. Yes. Oh, that's a husband. Okay. All right. I thought, I thought it was one of the kids for some reason all right fine okay yes bardock is bardock is mate okay your husband should be you know your husband should recover soon but we're going to keep an eye on him before we go elsewhere um is there any way we can have one of us check to see if the 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 kobolds made it to the storage room to get food because one of the things we can do is bring some food directly here yeah thandor or you know you or corin could go follow up on them (laughs) Thank you, because I will follow up on them. Okay. And I'm actually going to give them one. Okay. I'm going to say thank you for thank you for the food. Please take this in in payment, and I'll give them a one day of rations. And you, you see the mom perk up, but there's like one particular kid <laughs> that kind of he runs over to look, and he yeah yeah ooh. Anton the Cobalt. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well. We can do that before we leave. But I, I want to, you know, if, but I'm also thinking too, if we're trying to keep things on track, if we can just go, you know, make sure that that's still happening off stage while we're working on this problem here. Um, okay, so you, you know, Stanton and Corin, you're gonna kind of hang back with the with the Cobalt family and hope that the the dad, you know, comes out of the, you know, his rest. And I'm hoping as a result, one of the things we can do if we, if, you know, Fezzik can help translate is find out what he meant by the betrayer. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, actually, if Fezzik is staying with Stanton, I'm going to go with uh, Tornado. Good idea. Because I don't, I don't think anybody should be going alone in this. Yeah. Mardia says to you, um, you know, send friends for soup. Okay. Um, So, all right. So, yeah, you guys make your way out to the corner um, where you left the kobolds. You know, and actually, they they kind of had headed down the street. Um, are you guys going to follow down where they went? You know, you kind of know generally from the map. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he still has the map. Melok seemed to you know recognize the spot where the you know, storage room was almost immediately. So he almost to two immediately. Yes. All right. 
So I, I guess uh, you guys are going to proceed down. How would you like to proceed? Uh, listening carefully and quickly. Okay, so listening carefully. Give me a perception roll as you as you walk. 19. 16. 16. Okay, with both of those rolls, you know, knowing how noisy Melloc is, you're surprised that you are not hearing anything right now. Do we feel any movement nearby? Um, roll perception again. And while he's doing that, I'm actually going to take out the javelin of warning. Oh, you did not give them the javelin of warning up in... No, no, he got, he got the regular okay. javelin. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's an awful nice kid. No, no. No, he's got a regular javelin. I kept the javelin of warning. Okay, good. That's a 22 for me. All right, yeah, so 22. You, yeah, let's see. You know, you weren't hearing anything, so you were asking if you saw anything? Yeah, if I, if I felt the movement of the other kobolds nearby. Yeah, you don't feel any movement, you know, nearby at all. Um, Thandor, yeah, with your javelin of warning, what's the range on that? Hundred and oh, thirty feet. I can't be surprised. Yeah, hundred and thirty. No, feet. thirty feet. I can't be surprised. Oh, thirty feet. Okay. Um, so yeah, within that range, yeah, there's nothing that's you know, it, the silence is the only thing that's giving you alarm. The javelin itself, right now, within that thirty feet, is uh, you know, not giving off any warning sign. Mm. They may have eaten too much and fallen asleep. Let's go quieter. Agreed. Says the guy in chainmail. <laughs> There's a nat twenty on a stealth check. Oh, hold on, All let right. me roll this. First roll is seven, or an, is it's a nine? The second roll is oh, an eight. It's a nine because it was at eighteen. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, you you know you you apparently make a little bit more more noise than <laughs> you had hoped. Um, you know, uh, Corin, you of course didn't make any noise at all, and kind of just you know I, I assume can get, you know, throw a look back if you want. <laughs> yeah, just kind of. I'm just kind of staring at him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, eventually you guys you know, see you have about sixty feet of dark vision. It's within 60 feet of, of you. You see the, yeah, the door to the storeroom is kind of you know, wide open um, and you don't hear or see any movement down that way. I would like to go check. Okay, so are you going to sneak up? As much as I can. All right, give us another stealth roll. That was way back down the street that you made all the noise. 15 and 3. Nope, 5. 5. Yeah. So yeah, you you practically you know um, no actually let's 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 put it this way you literally wake the dead. <laughs> um, so you know as you approach you know kind of out of the door, Melloc comes you know stumbling, not walking like his normal self, um, and you know um, he appears to have taken some damage. You know, not the, the damage that you all did to him earlier, but other damage. And you would swear that he looks undead at this point. Ah, lovely. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so he's going to walk straight towards you and we'll pick up right there next time. things that both Dungeons and Dragons and scouting have in common is a love for the outdoors. So please make sure that you leave it better than you found it. For tips on how to do that, head over to leavenotrace.org to find out what you can do to minimize your impact. And remember, when you're in the outdoors, you're actually outdoors. Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from soundstripe.com. Logo art by Katherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. And never forget to remember... Okay, let's roll. Are you really going to roll? I, I, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll a stealth roll. <laughs> <laughs>